Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Let's Talk Low Vision, brought to you by the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. My name is Dr. Bill Takeshta, and this evening we're going to talk about truly the most important aspect of vision, and that is light. You know, we all take light for granted. We wake up in the morning and the sun may be shining or if it is a dark evening, we could turn on the lights in our home, and we don't think about how important light is in order for us to see. The reality is, if there was no light, the human being would not be able to see. The way that the eyes are designed is such that the eyes are able to absorb light energy, and when this light energy is absorbed by the eye, the eye converts it into electrical signals that are then sent to the brain. And it is the very back region of the brain called the occipital lobe of the brain which is able to interpret those electrical signals and it can tell us who that person is or what is that word or how far away is that car that's coming towards us and we get all of this type of information simply because of this type of light energy. Now, one of the things that we have to always be aware of, though, is that even though light is extremely important for us to be able to see, too much light could be very, very dangerous for the eyes. In fact, if you are exposed to too much light, it could actually cause total blindness. For example, you might have seen movies in the olden days and they would take a bad guy out there into the desert and they would tape his eyelids open and strap him on his back on a post so that he was facing the sun all day long. And after a few hours, this person would lose all of his vision. The reason for that is when there is a very, very intense bright light such as the sun, the energy that comes from that light, it is too powerful and it kills the cells that are in our retina. Now the retina is a tissue that lines the inner surface of our eyeball. And when light enters the eye, it eventually is focused on the retina and it is those cells of the retina that are going to absorb the light and convert it into electrical signal. But if you were to stare at the sunlight or another light very, very long, it would be enough damage so that those cells would no longer be able to function. And that is one way that light could actually cause total blindness. Now, when we think about light, there are different types of light energy. You know, we think of the fact that the sun gives us light, and that is the light that allows us to see. That is called visible light. But there is also other forms of light radiation coming from light bulbs as well as the sun. One of them is called ultraviolet radiation. And the ultraviolet radiation, it's very interesting because... It is not visible. We cannot see ultraviolet radiation. 
But if you are out at the beach and you don't put any type of sun protectant on your skin, you'll notice that you get a sunburn and your skin later begins to hurt. And that is because the ultraviolet radiation, it's actually cooking the cells of your skin. Well, that ultraviolet radiation can also do the same thing to your eye. When the ultraviolet radiation enters the eye and focuses on the retina, the ultraviolet radiation can kill those cells and cause you to lose vision. Another thing that the ultraviolet radiation can also do is that it could damage the internal lens of your eye. Every person has a natural lens inside of our eye, and this lens allows us to focus at various distances. If you're exposed to too much ultraviolet radiation, it could cause that lens to become discolored, and that is what's called a cataract. So this is why we always tell all of our patients, regardless if they have normal vision or if they have low vision, I always tell my patients that they must protect their eyes from the ultraviolet radiation. The way that they can do that is that they can purchase sunglasses when they're outdoors and make certain that it has ultraviolet protection. Now, some of you might think, hey, you know what? I was at the swap meet, and I saw these sunglasses. They were two for $5. It was a great deal. And it had a sticker on there that said ultraviolet filtration. Do those glasses actually filter out the ultraviolet radiation? Well, the answer to that is no. There are actually many things that are sold at the swap meet that aren't really high quality and the advertising on there is not honest. So you probably are going to need to spend at least 30 to $40 to get a pair of sunglasses that will filter out the ultraviolet. One of the types of sunglasses that is really very, very effective are called polarized sunglasses. And a polarized lens is a lens that filters light that reflects off of shiny surfaces. So, for example, if you like to go to the snow, you're going to go skiing. Light tends to bounce off the snow and reflect into your eyes. That could be very problematic. Or if you're out there on the ocean or lake, and the way that light bounces off the ocean and the water surface, it really causes a lot of glare and makes it difficult to see. So these polarized glasses are designed specially to block out those reflected rays of light they also will filter out all of the ultraviolet radiation. And what you will know, what you will notice that you will be able to see better through these glasses. If you're looking inside of a lake and you're going fishing, you'll be very pleased and surprised that you're able to see what's inside the lake rather than just seeing the reflected glare on the top of the surface. Or it might be that you're following another car and the sun is reflecting off the back window of the car and bothering you. Well, these polarized sunglasses, they work very, very well 
to eliminate that glare and that they also filter out the ultraviolet radiation is that with these particular types of glasses, we also want to think and to understand what colored sunglasses should we get. A lot of people just naturally buy gray sunglasses because most of the sunglasses out there are gray. Now, the advantage of using gray sunglasses is that when you look at colors, all the colors are still easily identifiable because gray does not distort your color perception. So if you're going to be doing painting outdoors, or maybe you're a photographer outdoors, you may really want to use gray sunglasses because it doesn't alter your color vision. But on the other hand, there are many people who have different types of eye problems. Maybe you have retinitis pigmentosa, macular degeneration, diabetic retinopathy. When you have many of these diseases that affect the retina, we now know that it's very important to filter out the blue light. In other words, the blue light that comes from a light bulb or the blue light that comes from the sun is the most dangerous visible light to the retina. So we want to filter out that type of blue light. And the colored sunglasses that filter out the blue light are going to be your orange, yellow, and brown sunglasses. These are three colored lenses that will filter out that very dangerous blue light. Now, many people who have low vision, they will comment, my gosh, Dr. Bill, you know, after I got these glasses, these orange sunglasses you recommended, I could see things so much sharper. Everything is clearer for me. Or I could see the steps and the curbs better. Well, what's going on there is that when we eliminate and filter the blue light, there is less scattering of light in the eye. Every color of light has a natural ability to scatter in the eye. And when it does that, it makes our vision blurrier. Now, the color light that is the most dangerous to the eye and the color light that scatters the most is blue. So if we eliminate the blue light coming into the eye, we don't have that scattering effect. And as a result, we could see things more clearly. So when you go and you try on different types of sunglasses and things, or you're at your optometrist's office, you want to go ahead and take a look and look through the yellow, the orange, and the brown sunglasses. Those will provide your eyes with the healthiest and the most protection against the light. Now, one of the things that we find many people will do is that many people will use different colored lenses for different types of activities. For example, some people, they might enjoy target shooting or shooting bow and arrow, and they like these particular type of competitive sports. 
And when they are using these particular types of glasses, they often find that they could see the target better. So you might see competitive athletes and Olympic athletes. Sometimes they wear yellow and orange when they're shooting pistols in competition. But if they're just walking around in the direct sunlight or out in the snow, they might wear a brown lens. And this is the way that they could protect their eyes the most. Now, there are some patients, though, they might look through these different colored lenses, a yellow or orange or a brown, and they may not like it. They may say, you know, I don't like it because the grass looks too green. It doesn't look a natural green to me. It's too green. It's almost like it's fluorescent green. I don't like that. Or other people might say, everything looks too sharp. There's too much contrast. And they cannot tolerate it. So in those types of situations, we then often will recommend the gray types of sunglasses. But for others, there are other different colors that can work very, very well, too. There's many people who like to look through green sunglasses. And you might have heard of Ray-Ban. Well, in the old days, they used to have those aviator sunglasses, and they called them the G-15. And what that really stood for, it was a green lens, and it transmitted 15% of the light. And it was a type of lens that has been very, very popular for many, many years. So if you still do appreciate that particular type of green lens, it is something that still will be very protective for you if you're going to be out in the sun. But you also want to make certain that the optician or the optometrist also will add the ultraviolet coating to it. So there's a little bit of a trade-off. I'll just summarize. If you want to have the maximum protection to your eye because you have a retinal disease or you have a cataract or maybe you have both, then by wearing a brown, orange, or yellow with the ultraviolet coating, that will give you the best, the highest protection. On the other hand, If you don't like the way things look when you look through a yellow, orange, or a brown lens, you might be better off just wearing a gray lens because the gray doesn't change your color vision. And then just ask for the ultraviolet coating. But you may also prefer a green lens, which many people have been wearing Ray-Bans. They prefer the green lens, but remember to add the ultraviolet coating. Now, while we're on this topic of sunglasses, we could also then think about what if you wear prescription glasses? What's the best way to get sunglasses that has your prescription in it? Well, it is definitely possible to make prescription sunglasses that will be any color tint that you want. I've heard some opticians tell people that no, It can't be done. You have to buy one pair of sunglasses, and you wear those sunglasses on top of your prescription glasses. 
You know, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. They're basically just trying to sell you another pair of glasses to make more money off of you. If you were a prescription, one of the recommendations that I would have is have the lenses made out of a material that is called polycarbonate. Polycarbonate. And the advantage of this particular type of lens is that, number one, it is very thin. And because it's thin, it's very lightweight. And it is also very, very strong. In other words, it's actually bulletproof. So if you were to happen to fall or if somebody threw something and it actually hit your glasses, you don't have to worry about the glasses shattering into your eye and hurting you. The polycarbonate lens will be very protective. Also, the polycarbonate lens, it naturally filters the ultraviolet. So if you buy the polycarbonate lenses, you don't have to pay extra for the ultraviolet coating. And these polycarbonate lenses are very, very lightweight. So people love to wear them because they're so much more comfortable. And they could be tinted. So if there's a particular color that you like, it can be tinted. So remember, the polycarbonate is the type of lens material that you probably would want your prescription glasses to be made of because it will provide you with all of that type of protection. Now, many people ask the question about, is there any hazard from looking at the computer screen or looking at my cell phone or looking at video games for a long period of time? Is there radiation and energy coming from these screens that could be harmful to the eyes? And even though the amount of radiation coming out of these screens is low, the studies do report that it is enough that it can cause that type of damage to the retina and to the lens and to other tissues of the eye. So for this reason, many people who work on the computer for a very long period of time, they often will have their prescription glasses made and they will use the polycarbonate lens because it filters the ultraviolet and they will tint the lenses yellow. Now, at first, a person might think, wow, this feels funny looking through these yellow glasses. But after about an hour of wearing them, you will then adapt to it, and you won't really even notice you're looking through yellow. But this is a way that you could protect your eyes from all of that type of radiation. So this first part here, we're talking about how you could wear glasses to protect your eyes. Now, the next part of lighting, though, is we need to have sufficient lighting in order to see. In other words, if it was always completely dark, we wouldn't be able to read. We wouldn't probably see well enough to be able to walk without stumbling into things. So we do need to have the appropriate type of lighting for those things that we're going to be working on. Now, for people with low vision it's even more important that we have optimal lighting. 
Now, most people have used desk lamps and table lamps, or they just have light bulbs that are in the ceiling of their home. I know that at my home, each room has a fixture, and I could screw in a conventional incandescent light bulb in there, and it's pretty convenient. But the reality of it is that today, we now know that those old light bulbs, the incandescent light bulbs, they use a lot of electricity. And one of the ways that when you look at a light bulb, if you want to find out how much energy is this using, how much electricity is this costing, you want to look to see the wattage. So I know that there are incandescent light bulbs that we have in the house, and it might be a 100-watt light bulb. And we put that up in the ceiling, and then we sit on the couch and we try to read, and we think, my gosh, I can't read very well with it. I'm going to get a, a light bulb that is 250 watts. And you put that one in and you say, well, it's a little bit brighter, but it sure isn't two and a half times brighter. Well, the reason for that is because the wattage does not tell you how bright the light bulb is. The wattage only tells you how much electricity it uses. So that new bulb that you put in that uses 250 watts, oh, that's using a lot of energy. That's going to cost you a lot of money when your electric bill comes at the end of the month. So you don't want to concentrate on the wattage. But what you want to do is you want to look at the lumens, L-U-M-E-N-S. The lumens describe how much light is coming out of that light bulb. And today, there are many different types of light bulbs available. We have the old-fashioned incandescent bulb, which is not real efficient. It uses a lot of electricity, but it doesn't put out that much light. We have the fluorescent bulbs. These are the tubes that you often see. They're usually about, what, four feet long? And these are more efficient than a regular light bulb. That's why you see them in the grocery stores and the classrooms at school. But the problem with these fluorescent bulbs is that they actually emit a lot of blue light and ultraviolet light. And these types of fluorescent bulbs also tend to flicker. So many people who have low vision they often have eye fatigue or headaches when looking through that. And as doctors, we tell our patients that that is not the safest type of light for you to use because it has so much of the blue light which could damage the eyes. One of the more popular types of light bulbs that's available now are the LED light-emitting diodes, the LED bulbs. And the reason that these bulbs are so amazing is that, number one, they put out much more light than the regular light bulbs. And number two, they use much less electricity. And number three, we can actually specify the color of the bulb so that it does not emit 
all of that blue light that is so dangerous. So when you're shopping for different types of lamps and light fixtures, you often want to ask to see lamps and light fixtures that use the LED bulbs. And with these different types of LED bulbs, you're going to get more light. It's going to be a truer white light. And you won't get as much of that blue light that is very, very dangerous. So all in all, the LED bulb is going to be brighter. It's going to be more affordable. It's not using much electricity. And it's going to be healthier and safer for your eyes. Now let's think about a situation, how you could think about your lighting. You really want to have lights that are specific for the task that you're doing. In other words, if you have a desk and you want to read and write and write out some checks and pay bills, it is very, very helpful for you to have a desk lamp. And this will be a lamp that sits right on your desk, preferably that there's going to be a flexible arm so that you could adjust the distance and the height of where the light is. And there's going to be a light shade so that the light doesn't shine directly into your eyes. Some of these types of desk lamps even have a magnifier on there. So if you need a little bit more magnification, you have a magnifier right there which will allow you to see the real small print. Now, the reason that these types of desk lamps are so important is that when you're trying to read, the most important factor is going to be the distance between the light bulb to your table. In other words, you hope that you could have the light 12 inches or closer to the paper that you're trying to read on your desk. And if it is going to be that close to the paper you're reading, you get so much more light on the paper that it's going to be so much easier for you to read. You're going to have more contrast. And with that added contrast, it'll be much, much easier for you to read. Now, there are some people who will say, no, nah, I don't want to spend another $20, $30, $40 on another desk lamp. I got a light fixture in the ceiling, and I'll just put a brighter bulb up there. And they could put the brightest bulb that's available incandescent, and it will not be as bright as that desk lamp. The reason for that is that there is a law in physics. But what it basically states is that the most important factor to get the most illumination on what you're reading, it is not the brightness of the bulb, but it is the distance between the bulb and your paper. And this is something that is related to the inverse squared relationship. That's a big term. It's a formula. But let's take a, an example. I'll take a, an example here to make it a little bit easier to understand this. Let's say that we get a 100-watt bulb and we put that on the ceiling, in the ceiling at our home. It's an old-fashioned incandescent bulb, and our ceiling is 10 feet above the paper. 
Now, if we then get a light meter and we measure how much light that there is, we could calculate, all right, how bright is it? If we now take that same light bulb, a 100-watt light bulb, old incandescent bulb, and put that in a desk lamp that is one foot away from the paper, we actually would find that the amount of light that is on the paper when we use a desk lamp is nearly 100 times more light as compared to when we have the light 10 feet away. This is an amazing number to have 100 times more light. And the reason for that is because when the bulb is further away, we lose the amount of illumination on what it is that we're trying to read. So if you're going to be working with children and they're trying to do games, board games, or they're doing homework, or even if it's for yourself and you're trying to eat, I know that when I still had vision, eating was so frustrating at times because I thought I was eating something, but I really was eating something different. You know, cauliflower and rice and mashed potatoes, they all look kind of the same on the plate, and I I didn't know what I was eating there. But if you have lighting that's going to be available near the area where you're eating, it could be extremely helpful. So when I had some vision left, what I did is that I was looking at Home Depot, looking for the LED lights, and I found that they had what are called track lights. And the track light is a rail that you buy. You Anybody could screw it into the ceiling with two screws, and it plugs into the electrical system. Wherever you feel that you need light, you could buy these little light fixtures and you plug in the LED bulb. And you could point the light exactly where it is that you want it. And this made such a difference. When I was there cooking in front of the stove, the light would shine directly on my pan so I could actually see the food that was cooking in the pan. And I had also one of those over our dining room table. And there was one light that it shined right onto my plate. And this was something that gave me the lighting that I needed to be able to see the food. For the other people sitting at the table, they didn't need that type of lighting. So we actually didn't have the light shining directly on their plate. So the point to this is is that when you have specific areas that you need to perform a task, you could use these types of track lighting, and I recommend the LED bulbs. Some of them are called halogen LED bulbs, but they really work extremely, extremely well. The other thing to think about as you're trying to increase the lighting in your home is to think about your windows. With your windows, do you have enough area that's open, or are most of the windows covered by drapes? If you open up them drapes, you could let more light in. And when you have the drapes open, the rule is 
you want to sit such that your back your back faces the windows and doors. Don't look directly towards the window because that will cause glare. But position your back towards the windows and, and doors so that you won't be bothered by that type of glare. Another thing to think about is you might consider painting a couple of specific walls in the home a lighter color. You know, it's very trendy nowadays to have different colored walls. But if you have a home that's an older home and everything is dark, stained wood paneling, and that room seems too dark for you, maybe it is a room that you need to go ahead and lighten up by putting a little bit of paint there. Or even by painting only the ceiling, like an off-white, that will greatly increase the brightness of the room and give the room a lot more sense of depth. Now, there's a couple of companies that do specialize in selling lights, specifically for people with low vision. They have a wonderful, a wonderful floor lamp, and it's a torchier. So the base of it is about 12 inches in diameter, and it's weighted very heavy so it doesn't tip over. And then there's a pole that goes up about 7 or 8 feet. And then the light bulb is on the top, and it shines towards the ceiling. And the light spreads out. It reflects off of your ceiling surface, and it really provides a real nice, even illumination throughout the room. So the name of this company is called Berryessa, B-E-R-R-Y-E-S-S-A, Berryessa Lighting. And the owners are Mike and Elaine. And you could find them at berryessalighting.com. But if you tell them that you heard about their lighting from Dr. Bill's podcast, they said that they would definitely extend a special courtesy to all of our customers. So I have found of all the lighting that I've looked at for people with low vision, uh, these lights are by far the most effective. And what they understand is that when they are using a light bulb in there, they're not going to put in a bluish-colored LED bulb. They understand that that bluish color is bad for your eyes. They even have a desk lamp where you have a switch where you could switch the color of the light. So you can have it be sort of a, a reddish yellow or a straight white. Or in some cases, you might even need a little bit of that bluish white if you're inspecting certain types of colors. But you don't have to be in front of it all the time because you could switch what color light it is that you want. So all in all, if you remember to protect your eyes when you're outdoors or in areas of bright illumination, it could even be an overcast day, and you have to remember that that sunlight is very dangerous. And when you're in your home, if you follow these rules, and you use the appropriate lighting, you'll find that the tasks that you're trying to do are going to be much, much easier. So at this time, 
let's open it up to any of you. If you have uh, comments to share or maybe you have some suggestions about lighting and sunglasses, or if you have any questions for me, you could ask any questions there. If you want to unmute your phone, press uh, star one. Bill, this is Tom. I have a question. Yes. Hi, Tom. Or, or more of a comment. As you know, we've been overhauling our house for the last year or so, and the first thing we did was change out all of our lights and switch them over to LED bulbs. And what I found interesting, in our hallway and in our kitchen, we were able to get LED lights, but it wasn't just a bulb. It was an entire unit. And we asked, well, how long, you know, when do we have to change the bulbs in here? He said, no, you don't change the bulbs in these LED units. After about 20 years, you'll change out the whole unit. That was Wow. I've never heard of that. Yeah, we hadn't either. And uh, we've got a wonderful one in our kitchen that lights up the whole kitchen and the one in the hallway. It's it's like walking down, you know, with us. In, in in daylight in the hallway. Wow. They figure they got about a life of 20 years, and they just change out the unit. That is fantastic. Hey, Tom, do you remember, what is the cost for a unit? I think the one in the kitchen, oh, Bill, I'm thinking it's about $70, $75 or so, and the one oh, in the hallway is much smaller course, and it's probably, uh, I think it was maybe 25 30 bucks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's I mean, a that's, great price. Gee. That's outstanding for 20 years of illumination, you know? Yeah, and, and just think about the fact that you don't even have to change the bulb then in 20 years, right? Oh. I mean, wow. Hey, that's a lazy man's dream come true. <laughs> I mean, at 20 years, you'll have to get an electrician to put in a new unit. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Great information to share. Where did you find those at? Was that uh, available? Home Depot or something? Or? Uh, Lowe's, and then we also found at our local uh, lighting store here in our little town. Uh, they didn't have them in stock, but they were able to order them. So, wow, that's great. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tom. That's great, great news. Thank you. Let's see, does anybody else have any comments of, of lighting that you have found that works well or sunglasses or any other comments? Uh, Dr. Bill, this is Stephen from Connecticut. Hi, Stephen. How are you? Fine, sir. And how are you? I enjoyed this evening's um, session. Uh, I've been wearing corning glasses. I noticed you didn't mention those. Are those still effective? Oh, gosh, yes, yes. Now, the corning glasses... Uh, it, was made, it was made by a Corning Glassworks in New York. And these were really the first glasses to come out that were designed specifically to help people with retinitis pigmentosa. And these glasses specifically cut out all the blue light. They cut out the ultraviolet light. They were made in prescriptions and bifocals and single and everything. They were very, very good, very, very protective. Now, some people said when they put these glasses on, these glasses, they have somewhat of a reddish color to the lens. Some people didn't like the fact that their color vision looked different. 
other people, actually a lot of people complained, the biggest complaint about the Corning lenses were that they were too heavy because these lenses were made out of glass. And when people with low vision would, you know, sometimes bump into things, there were cases where the glass lens shattered and there were different types of lawsuits and things. So more frequently now, people are using the polycarbonate lens because it's thinner, it's lightweight, it's bulletproof, and they are having them tinted pretty much the same color as the Corning lenses. And they're very, 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 very happy with them. But all in all, the Corning lenses, they are still available and they are still very, very popular. But I would say the only negative is that they are susceptible to breakage. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you, Scott. Another question? Dr. Bill, Eugene from Clearwater, Florida. Hey, Eugene, how are you? All right. Question, what would you say is the best color LED bulb to have for just general use around the house? Yeah, for general use around the house, we want the LED bulb to have a temperature that's going to be under 5,000 degrees Kelvin. And what that means, if it's under 5,000 degrees Kelvin, it will not have a lot of the blue light that is dangerous to the eyes. So that means that there are a couple of options. They may have some bulbs that are 4,100 degrees. Others might be 3,400 degrees. And when you look at it, you'll see that, well, this one looks like a little bit of red in it. And this one looks a little bit more like a little bit of a green in it. So you'll be able to see the difference in colors of these two temperatures, and then you could select which bulb you like better. But I would say stay away from the LED bulbs that are more than 5,000 degrees. Okay. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Is there another question out there? Any other comments? And does anybody know the score of the Red Sox game? It was three to two, the last that I heard. <laughs> does anybody know? Oh, you guys aren't you guys aren't baseball fans out there. <laughs> okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna tune out and I, I wanna thank all of you for being on this call. I hope this information's helpful to you. Uh please share these podcasts with others that you think would be interested. And we'd like to thank Dick Burden from Arizale for recording. This podcast will be up in a few days. Uh, we will also have it up at the CCLVI website. And the podcast for Arizale, that web address is www.airsla.org. And the other one for CCLVI will be cclvi.org. So thanks so much, everybody. Red Sox won 8-2. Oh, it is? Yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you so much. Okay. All right. it's, amazing, it's amazing what uh, Alexa knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right, Gene. <laughs> All right. Okay. Good night, everybody.